This is where Canucks conversation lives. With our first selection, we select from Tamra Elias Peterson. Four fans, by fans. Quinn Hughes, Jake Vertanen. That speed, that power, those hands. The SCT Podcast, brought to you by Four Seasons Disposal. Here are your hosts, Tanbir Rana and Nam Man. Welcome to the SCT Show. This is Tanbir Rana here with a couple of hardcore Canucks fans. Yes, you heard it. No Nam. Nam has been avoiding me all day. I feel like you know it's a lottery day and. I just want to talk Canucks with him, and he's just like, ah, I can't come today, you know, I'm, I'm busy, and i got a couple other things to do, and just like, okay, I guess I'm going to call in some backup. Got Tage Dollywall here, Dr. Dangles um, on Twitter, and one of the leaders of the Larshiders. I got Carmen Rana here, yeah, you heard it, my cousin. He's also going to be here uh, talking Canucks with us and the lottery. We got Dan Ricci on the show later on today. We got Bowen Byram. Uh, doing an interview with Raja Shergo, our producer, and Ryan Leehal, our producer. And we're also just going to be talking about where the Canucks will be picking. So, how do you guys feel? Oh, it's going to be the most exciting day in Canucks history. It can be. And, you know, like, I woke up today and I was like, you know, probably going to pick 10th. And as the day gets... Don't say that. The day gets closer and the lottery gets closer. I'm starting to get more optimistic. So, I don't know. How, how do you guys feel? Like, do you guys feel lucky or... I mean, I don't feel like we're going to drop. I think we might stay in the pocket at nine, which is which is absolutely fine. But obviously hoping for the best and, and praying for that number one pick because that's that's a franchise game changer yeah. of all game changers. Yeah, sure. How about you, yeah. I feel luckier than uh, last year, for sure. Yeah. I don't know what it was about <laughs> last year, but uh, yeah. this year feels a little bit different. Well, last year was setting up this year, right? Exactly. Quinn Hughes? Yeah. yeah and Jack sure. Hughes, right? Exactly. Um, even la- like every year when the lottery happens... Like you obviously like you get disappointed. You're like, oh, we got fifth, we got fifth again, and you get seventh, and you're just like, fuck. Like, are we ever gonna get some luck? And and this year we have the lowest percentage of percentage of all those past years. And for some reason, I feel, I don't know, I feel better about the team just because you know you got Elias Pettersson at number five that one year, and and he's turned out to be the best player in that draft. Let's be honest. Like he is our lottery win. He was the number one yeah, pick that year. Exactly. Yeah. And and now you have Quinn Hughes at seven. Nobody thought that Quinn Hughes was going to drop to seven. Uh, everybody thought Detroit was going to take him at six. And you know a couple of uh, like uh, picks by Arizona and uh, and and Montreal, and then you you got Quinn Hughes falling on your lap, right? So mm-hmm. again, you never know what happens. Like you know, I'm I'm, I'm expecting ten or nine. Right. Yeah. But you know, you're hope you're dreaming. Who would you take at nine? It depends how the draft falls. I'm looking at a few guys. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm looking at Boldy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at Victor Soderstrom, who I'm high yeah, on. Yeah, you're really high on that guy. Yeah, I like I like him. Um, I'm looking at Caulfield, but he's a guy that you might want to take at ten, twelve. You know, yeah. there's a lot of good players, man. You just like I I trust Judd to make the right pick because like I don't watch these guys play every fucking day. I don't watch no. these guys play. Like I'm not I'm not a scout. Yeah. I I, I just watch I, I usually watch just watch the Canucks and I watch Hockey Night in Canada on Saturdays, like I you mean, know. It's hard to follow. I mean that's why they, they have we have these scouting masters out there and you know guys like Cam Robinson who do a fantastic exactly, job and yeah. Ryan Beach and you know like they they're doing a fantastic job that we, you just basically have to read what they're saying and then get it a, paint a picture for yourself. Maybe watch some highlights here and there but yeah. 
you know, one guy that's uh, really, really lately, you know, he's been surprising me. I'm just watching his highlight packages and uh, is uh, that Dak. I mean, uh, he's Kirby, a, Dak? Yeah, Kirby Dak, he's a, he's a big guy with soft hands and that's a rare combination in the NHL. And uh, it's a deadly combination too. If you can, you can translate into the big game there into the, the pros. The but. thing with Dak is, um, you know, like people talk about how the physical, the physically developed players, like you stay away from those guys now just because, you know, they're dominating junior and they're playing against smaller players and when they get to play against men, is is different, right? And that's what sort of concerns me with Dak. You can see the hand, you can see the skill, but then, you know, we well, picked Jake Patan at too, six. Though, right? Well, we, we, we picked Jake Patan at six and you know me, I like Jake Patan. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, I still expect more out of him and I think he's not the player that he is. we expect him to be later. But you know there were better players available. Yeah, and but the the comparison to between those two is that uh, Vertanen didn't really have the hands back then. Yeah, and he had the size, he had the Again, speed. Again, playing in the NHL is different. I don't know. I yeah, but but now you're looking at that triple threat, right? You know, yeah. Vertanen maybe represented two of those three, but uh, this Kirby Dak seems to represent I, all. I also you know, three feel of those like three, five through ten is fairly similar. Yeah, yeah. they might have. That's the consensus. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like as far as skill level, you might get like the. A same guy at uh, 10 yeah. might be a better player than player at 6, right? Exactly. So you really got to trust your scouting. Yeah. And, uh, well, do you I'm, trust Do you trust our scouting right now? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, they're 50-50 on the top 10 picks, I'd say. Yeah. Like, Yolevi, we still don't know what he is. He's going to make. He's gonna play in the NHL, for, I think. Yeah, but. For, for now, you can't count him in, right? Mm-hmm. He is what he is right now. He's an injured player that is, isn't developing because he's injured. Which is so unfortunate because, yeah. the, you know, he would have made it this yeah. year. I think Jake Vertanen is not what he is right now. Like, there's still hope for him. He's still young, but he isn't like a sixth overall pick, right? Mm-hmm. I don't but, know if you guys agree. Pedersen, and then you hit on Hughes. So mm-hmm. I'd say they're 50-50 in the top ten, but they're trending upwards, right? Like mm-hmm. these picks are looking pretty good. Like even if you look outside the first round, mm-hmm. Tyler mm-hmm. Madden, yeah, even a guy like Tony Uton, and it looks pretty good. It's it's just hard to you know a lot of guys look good outside the NHL, yeah, yeah. and then uh, do they look, translate? Look, Colin, bring look that at in. Jonah Gadjevich. There yeah. were high prospects when they were playing junior for us too, and yeah. and now all of a sudden you have a different opinion on them because yeah. you know they, they struggled in Utica, and and I think that well sometimes people are too quick to judge. Though, exactly, right? that's and where so, I am. Yeah, I'm not going to judge these players in the exactly, first year yeah. pro because they could have been in junior this year, yeah, but I mean, the the Canucks thought that for their development, it was mm-hmm. better to go to the AHL and learn at, to become a professional. And, and we still don't know if that was wise because that could turn out to be a motivator for these guys. You know, they it, could they yeah. could have been humbled by the experience and realized that they, that they couldn't translate their game into the pros. And you know, AHL is still considered the pro league, right? And so they got some stuff to work on. You know, you look at Di Pietro for an example. You know, he he came up here with a, and everybody was all hyped up. There was maybe a couple people that were saying it, it wasn't uh, the right time to bring up a kid that young, but he was humbled by the experience. He he was taking shots from Joe Thorne and uh, you know with Joe Pavelski and all the Brent, Brent Burns and all these guys, and he, and he went took that back home. And, it, and now about is he's he six, learn six, from it. Yeah, he's six zero yeah. zero in the playoffs right now, right? Yeah, so yeah, exactly. he, he may win the cup down there in the OHL, right? So it's a it's one of those things, give and take. Uh, Lind and Gadjevich, I'm still hopeful that they can they can make an impact on this organization, but uh, it's to, it's still to be seen whether that's going to be like you know, top line, top well, six guys or yeah. middle Breezeba, six. But yeah. Breezeba played games for them. Sautner played, yeah, exactly. Sautner played games yeah. for them. Um, Demko's looked well. Like people, yeah. people Even were like low on college him. free agents that they signed, like Tevez, yeah. Rafferty. Yeah, these yeah. guys can end up in Utica next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. You don't know. JB's really what, padding what, his resume down the stretch. No, there. Yeah, yeah. It's all about depth, right? Yeah. You're not going to get elite players everywhere you pick. No. You know, like, you know, if, if, if we were lucky enough, if we were lucky enough, like maybe we we could get an impact player like Braden Point. You know, those are those are those, those are lucky picks. You <laughs> we know, can pray as hard you as you gotta want. Hope, yeah. You gotta hope. You gotta. You're scouting. It's all about development. 
And when these players get drafted, they're yeah. nowhere near the players they're going to be when they play in the NHL, right? I think Godet could be our, our. I mean, I wouldn't say brain point, but I think he can translate his game. Well, he's got the he, mindset. He, he can develop that. He's got the whole tool set. You know that you want to see in a player that Green loves him. Uh, yeah, on that point, I think Sutter's got to be gone next year. Yeah, right? he does. Like, or or move him to the wing if we I, can't trade him. I, I don't think I want to trade him too. But I, if don't, we can. I don't want to really bring back Sutter at his cap hit and just have him as a winger. Right? Worst case scenario, I think no, no, Jay Beagle proved that he can take those faceoffs. Mm-hmm. Like he was what fifty six percent on the draw this year, and he was a be, uh, best centerman. Like obviously, Bo took the most amount of faceoffs. Mm-hmm. If him and Bo are splitting times at the draws. Like, Beagle's spent 80% of his time starting in his own end. Mm-hmm. He only had yeah. 19% offensive starts, right? Yeah. Sutter is, played that role, too. Somebody, somebody was saying something interesting about Sutter, though, like uh, potentially sending him to, like, L.A. because you know how they love their Sutters. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, I guess maybe sending him a, team a package of Goldie and, Goldie and Sutter and then get to Foley back, you know? Uh, Reunited with Pearson. Now we got our own. Uh, you know, I think LA might be in, like, might sell on to Foley next year just yeah. because, you know, they're going yeah, to they're gonna have to talk about this year. LA mm, Foley, right? Well, yeah. Tank Commander did a good job Again, over there. That's not going <laughs> to get you to Foley, but no. I think Sutter, I think a team will take him on just because you could kill penalties. Yeah. And, oh, a, good, yeah, for sure. and yeah. a good team will take him on because in the, in the playoffs, yeah. penalty killing is fucking he's huge. Vet, he's and a veteran. Huge. And he he guy, never yeah. got injured until he came to the Canucks, too. So his injury history is kind of a low local history which is a bit of a concern if you think about it because uh, we already deal with enough injuries as it is and you wonder about the training staff and you know the fitness regimen off-season programming yeah. is, is a lot there? of us i think might be come down to sports science right like, yeah as gillis was talking about a lot like mm. he really did have that sleeping pattern thing going down and yeah. it was keeping our guys healthy uh-huh. like and now we're just having a big problem especially the schedule i think that's a really big problem right now the sports mm-hmm. science thing is a is a really good uh, uh topic to discuss because uh we kind of took a step backwards after gillis there oh, yeah. and uh you look at the rest of the the world in sports I, and, and just using the patriots as an example in football they they have you know the most amazing you know technology out there that they, they got uh, a sleeping chamber that they use for their coaches and players where they can put sit in there for about three Kessler or sorry twenty one. minutes and then they and they it mimics about five hours of sleep which is absolutely ridiculous so they're on the job Kessler had his own chamber uh, when, during the torts here right yeah <laughs> Kessler had a lot of different chambers <laughs> yeah he had a couple chambers yeah, off but, the ice uh, too exactly um <laughs> you know the sports science stuff is interesting but yeah. I feel like the team spent more money on their amateur scouting when Jim took over mm-hmm. you know how, like when we were good I think Gillis <laughs> spent more time the sports science and the sleep docs and everything mm-hmm. and I feel like that Kalini's like put all that money towards amateur scouting after like mm-hmm. I hired more amateur scouts and that's why our drafting I feel like has gotten better um, but talking about like where you put your money I mean why not put money in every one of these categories exactly well, because we'll, we'll, off, well, today, uh, outside today of the Botch cap is, like you can today, spend whatever you want right? well today Botch was talking about how the, he feels like the ownership isn't really putting their full uh, all their money in mm-hmm. they're not putting their all their money in into the team and that sort of concerns me like mm-hmm. thinking about that i'm just like why wouldn't you like we're one of the like top top 10 richest franchises exactly. in the nhl yeah. exactly. like why aren't you putting your full full money in and like again that kind of stuff you know like we don't know the full like full like you know. nobody's ever going to know that but we're all going to speculate and we're all going to blame jim benning right a lot of people <laughs> okay yeah, for sure exactly a lot of people no, just i don't put blame everything jim benning's jim benning's right? done a fantastic job in scouting i mean the, the next GM will benefit. Yeah. I don't care what people say; he will. And we have Dan Riccio. Oh, nice! Gonna join us here. Um, Dan, you there? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going, Dan? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Not bad. Yeah, feeling pretty feeling good, lucky. Pretty good. I'm uh, crossing my fingers, hoping for good luck today. <laughs> have you said your prayers? 
<laughs> Always, man. Always say times? my prayers, eating my vitamins. <laughs> Are you a Leafs fan? Because uh, you you were in Toronto for a little bit, so I'm just like you know. A little like you know, wow. a little curious to see. Are you a Leafs fan or are you Canucks fan? Wow. Or do you just firing shots no, right away, yeah, Tanner? I'm a I'm a I'm a big Juventus fan. I, oh. uh, <laughs> I, I support one team. I love my soccer team, and you know, here I just I cover sports. I love hockey. I love yeah. covering the league. And awesome. Well, you do a fantastic I, you know, I think job. you you when you get so close to it for so many years and so many years, I've been doing it for about a decade since I got out of college, but. Mm-hmm. When you get close to it and you're kind of in it all the time, you you lose any kind of real association with any kind of a team. And so now it's just, you know, you watch, you enjoy, and, and see what's going on around the league. And I, I have one team that I support fervently, and that's it. And uh, I just want to ask you a couple questions before we talk about the lottery, about the Canucks and what Jim Benning had to say yesterday. Um, what do you think about that? that uh, 26 to 35 age range stuff that he was talking about yesterday and, and i personally think it's fake outrage yeah, from a bunch of people that are just dis- dissecting everything jimbo says like to a t and like i feel like it's not i don't think it's fair um you know i feel like jimbo was just mis misunderstood i don't know how do you feel about it i'm kind of the same like i think at this point like we're almost we're coming in on five years of, of jim being the in the general manager position and it's like we know at this point he's not the greatest of speakers, and sometimes I think you know he says things and they're not truly what he means. And that's not a great thing for a general manager to speak pub- publicly so often. But I think we know that by now, and for people to take him so literally with everything that comes out of his mouth, I think it's fake outrage, as you yeah. guys say. I, I don't think that's something jim benning truly believe believes in his mm-hmm. heart of hearts he definitely and speaks in a very broad sense all the time and uh, it, exactly it's like every stanley cup team is players people are always looking like looking to find ways to to dissect everything he says and in, in the nature of yeah, jim benning not, which is not not fair to him but you know it is what it is it's not at the same an time. invalid statement right like yeah. it's, it is truthful if mm-hmm. you want to be that literal about it mm-hmm. but it's uh, yeah. It's definitely not the wrong. It's not the right thing to say. Yeah. And I think people are really blowing it out of proportion for what it actually is. For sure. For sure. So what do you? What are your thoughts on the Vancouver media scene in general these days? I mean, is it so healthy to have such a polarized split between, you know, representatives and different areas, different stations, and whatnot? But uh, you know, is it healthy for a franchise? Is it healthy for a fan base? You know, what are your general thoughts on that? I'm not going to you know call out any specifics on that, but just uh, yeah. in general here. It's, it is different from what I experienced in Toronto, I'll say that. Um, it, it's very, I think Canucks fans and, and the media, to a certain extent, it's almost as if they don't under, some of them don't know what they want, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. they, they want the Canucks to stink, and then if they don't, then you better make the playoffs and, or you know, we'll still find ways to, to get upset about everything. Mm-hmm. And it, this year really confirmed that mm-hmm. because more than ever, you're, you're complaining that the team isn't losing enough. So by that effect, you're upset that, you know, this new era, this, this group of young Canucks that have taken over the the mantle from the Sedins, exactly. you're upset that they're having success. Makes like no I, sense. I don't, 
I don't understand that logic. You know, if, if Elias Patterson doesn't have a Calder Trophy winning season, yeah, the Canucks are in the bottom three, but then you're also less excited about what the future could hold with this guy leading the way. So I think there's kind of a, you want everything, but it, you, you don't understand what you're asking for to the full extent. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really frustrating, and I find that a lot of people, in general, and this is something that happens everywhere, and it happens in the social media age for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. But a lot of people are are finding things that fit their narrative to the way that they want it to be framed, and that can be really frustrating. And, and I they're think not very open to to you know more so over the final month of the season than, than ever before. And they're not very open to two sides of the co- the coin. You know, they're they're just staying with their narrative and not really accepting it. You know that they could be wrong, or they you know that that their narrative may not be the right narrative or the only narrative for that matter, right? But the frustration is a, is a good way to put it. For you sure. want to base your arguments um, generally, mostly, mostly in fact, you know, yeah, you don't exactly. want to just drag on to a narrative and, 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 you know, take the coattails of that and, and see where it takes you and, and rile up people and, and, and get people believing something that isn't completely the truth. And, you know, like, I know the Quinn Hughes power play one thing was, was a big deal there for the last couple of weeks of the season. So stupid. Just, so stupid. You know, it like, it's 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 Fucking so ridiculous. beyond comprehension that this became a big deal because it's like, it's five games, and you know yeah. what? Well, it was a big it's deal after 12. two games, let's be honest. Like, yeah. It's, it's going to... Guess who's going to play power play one next season? Exactly. Quinn that's, Hughes. That's exactly what Guess I was saying, Riccio. That's exactly what yeah. I was saying, yeah. man. And like I don't understand so it because, it's, like, it's just fake yeah, outrage it, again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just the, the media, some some media and some fans just you know have their own opinions and they just don't want to you know move away from it. And I, I want to ask you quickly about and another thing that people were complaining about was how the team, the Travis Green and Jim Benning, wouldn't say playoffs. They were saying they want to take the next step. And I feel like what they're trying to do here is sort of bring the Toronto model. When Toronto came out of nowhere and made the playoffs when they got Austin Matthews first overall, the year before they finished last, and the year after didn't expect to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs, and they never had that, that high expectations uh, going into that year. And they surprised the media, they surprised the fans, and it, and it sort of has a, a whole different view on Toronto now, right? You think that's what the Canucks are trying to do? They're trying to like keep the expectations low so then they could just surprise everyone all of a sudden. Uh, I think next year they are going to make the playoffs, but what do you think? Uh, what do you what do you think about Green and Jim Benning not ta- not saying playoffs yesterday? There is literally no advantage to them saying we expect to make the playoffs next exactly. year. Mm-hmm. It serves absolutely zero purpose and, and and does not benefit the team in any way to say, yeah, our goal is to make the playoffs next season. We all know, and we can guess, especially after Jim Benning tells us he's in the final year of his contract, like, yeah, their goal is to make the playoffs that year. They don't need to spell it out for you. But as soon as they do, especially in this market, it's going to be held to them exactly. and, you know, till forever. In the same way that 
people will never get over the foundational player comment. <laughs> when exactly. They'll never Sutter. get over that. They bring and, up quotes five not, years from not mentioning the word rebuild for so many years. Like it's it's forever being held to them on their resume by and track record by so many media types and fans in this city. So why why put yourself in that position again put undue pressure on on this team going into next year well, you're right like they the best case scenario you go into next year same as this zero expectations let the chips fall where they may and let other people decide if you should be a playoff team or not there's no advantage in saying otherwise speaking of the playoffs um the Stanley Cup playoffs do start tomorrow and you know, people from here Finally. probably forget about it. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, who do you think has the best chance of getting upset? So, like, do you think do you think the Colorado Avalanche could beat the Calgary Flames? Um, do you think that uh, tr- I don't think that Toronto Boston is sort of an upset. I think, think that's think, an even series. Do you personally. think Bobrovsky can stand up to the Tampa Bay Lightning? That one, that one's intriguing. <laughs> that's what I. That's my pick. That's my dark horse. Well, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that one is is the one. <laughs> that's I why think they call it dark. Like, I'm I'm bullish on Nashville, but I could also see them losing in the first round uh, to to Dallas. Really, like, really, I don't think so. Nashville, I, I didn't see Dallas. Yeah, yeah, Nashville to me is easily could go all the way to the final, but you know Ben Bishop is, and, and I'm not the biggest fan of Ben Bishop, but he's had he had a really good season this year. Very true. And his numbers are phenomenal. Dallas, yeah, Dallas still has the high end talent. They may not have the depth. That you would think of, but in a in a short series, mm-hmm. like you just need Tyler Sagan and and Alex Radulov to get a little bit hot here mm-hmm. and and carry you through a couple of wins, and all of a sudden, you know, you get that with some good goaltending, and and you can pull something off. And Nashville, the way that they ended the season, really, I didn't I didn't like a lot of the stuff that was going on there. PK wasn't playing as as well as we've seen him in the past. I think they they could be had here in the first series. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to pick one upset, that's that's the one I'm going with. They also traded away a couple of heart and soul guys, or at least uh, one in Kevin Fiala. You know, last year he, he was a uh, you know actually the last couple of playoffs he's been fantastic for Nashville, and uh, you know they kind of I think it was a panic move because they lost out on the big fish yeah. that they were going after, yeah. and and they just they figured they had to do something, and that something may end up costing them because he's the kind of guy who could score a clutch goal. For you, but uh, I mean, he's not. Well, he's not Wayne, gonna. He's not gonna b- Wayne Simmons, Wayne Simmons, and and Granlund have. You know, I really like the Granlund pickup, even though yeah, you do like the one. Fiala, I like that But one. they, like they haven't Simmons. really done anything. You know, I like they, Simmons they really more than haven't. Granlund in the playoffs. Yeah, Simmons could be. Both could of them be a haven't worked in the out, playoffs. Right? That's that's definitely true. Simmons is the t- kind of guy that you know. You look at uh, Devonte Smith Pelly last year. You know, making a lot of noise for the Capitals and you know get yeah. into the dirty areas. And you know, even yeah. Nashville has Austin Watson. Is he coming back? I think he's he's back now, right? No, okay. yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's back. Yeah, he's an, another big body that can uh, you know get into the boards and the dirty areas and make a difference in the series. But uh, you know, that's a good point. Nashville could could uh, still at the same time bow out. Hey Dan, it was nice having you uh, on on here before the. The real party starts here with the draft lottery, but it was nice uh, getting you on here and nice being on the opposite side of uh, talking to you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it was nice. Thanks, um, uh, thanks for having me, guys. Enjoyed it. Thank yeah, you. No have a good one. Enjoy the lottery. Yeah, have a good one. Okay, so Nash, you know, Nash. Nash, Nash is, is, no, no. Like I actually thought about this too. Like you know, I, I wasn't really. Uh, 
excited about their moves. And Simmons was a good move, but he's also on the plus side of his, you know, like yeah, the, the, his uh, arc. Power play guy, though, right? He hasn't scored with... any power play goals. Yeah. Before, but that's what his that's MO was. Pretty in, crazy, yeah. In Philly, right? So. Yeah. I think they had the worst and power play before. I don't, I don't and Pekka Rene is not the greatest playoff performer, I too. Dallas, so. I feel like that's kind of overstated. I can't see though. Dallas doing anything. I just, you know, I, just trust I do want to touch on what he said about Dallas, though. Ben Bishop is having a phenomenal year, and yeah. it's very under the radar, and he may very well be a Vesna nominee. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to win it, but uh, the Vesna conversation is a whole different conversation. Yeah. It's up in I the think, air. but I think Colorado. And and I know I know I'm not a big Flames fan and like I'm probably gonna like you know be a little biased here, mm-hmm. but like I, like seeing this Flames I seen him I saw him I saw him a lot this year mm-hmm. like just watching him because they play the Canucks a lot mm-hmm. and their goaltending not not, not nothing like special that. I like Colorado I like their offense they yeah. are Ranton and McKinnon who were leading the league in scoring for a long time and they got a good goaltending tandem themselves yeah. what's happening with Kill McCarr so he's not playing what's going on I with think that? he's still in he's still in college no. Or did he miss the deadline? I have no. Well, yeah, I'm not sure on that one either. But if he's eligible to, to, yeah, to come up, that changes the whole series. I think exactly. he well, was in the final four for sure. I don't like. I don't mind. He could have the impact that Quinn Hughes had. In the, you know, the short he would. Display he's, there, a, yeah. he's a legit player. I, I love that, the way that right he shot unicorn. Exactly. Um. Again, so with with Colorado, like they don't have as much depth, but mm-hmm. their high end guys are. Maybe even better than Calgary's high-end games. Like, who would you rather have? But Goudreau and Monaghan or Rantanen and McKinnon? I just don't think Colorado has enough depth to challenge. But yeah, could, that he just touched on it, the depth you could, itself. You could for, give them the edge yeah. in goaltending, though, too. Goaltending can always steal a series, but I look at the Flames situation a little bit differently. I mean, they, they don't have two terrible goaltenders, right? They have two. They, no, but started. and this is Mike Smith's last chance to really do something in the playoffs and, and do something for his own career. And he, he's pushed by da- uh, Riddish, right? Big Save Dave, as you call him, or everybody calls him, right? But <laughs> Big Pussy Dave. Big Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> should have fought, man. You should have yeah, fought. fought that exactly. fucking pussy, man. <laughs> Was there any goalie fights? Were there any goalie fights this year? No, not no, one, right? No. Have there been any goalie fights in the last few years? Well, the only one that I could think of, you know, the great uh, Ray Emery. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was the last one I remember, and Flurry that was. Flurry got in one too, right? Uh, was it last? Flurry year? always wants to fight. That guy's a fighter, man. Yeah, yeah. Might, last year. might have been the best thing for. But Flurry. the one that everyone remembers is that Ray Emery one. Yeah, and for a good reason. No, he's a. Kicked ass. He's, he was a legend yeah. too. Yeah, he was, he was awesome. Yeah. Rest in peace for um, sure. But, but yeah, like again, th- th- this year's playoffs are really interesting. Yeah. I feel like I could hit like I'm. I'm thinking about doing like a parlay, like a yeah. like all the well, all the series and like the the best odds are going to be Columbus and and like this one. Like, I'm not going to bet on Columbus. And nobody's going to yeah. nobody's <laughs> thinking that Columbus can you know David versus Goliath right. But there's this is the reason why you take these bets because Sergei Bobrovsky is the type of goaltender that and, can steal a series. And last year they have, they had Washington against the ropes, man. Yeah. They and had it, him yeah, in the they corner, took them to seven and overtime. If they scored that overtime winner, what mm-hmm. was it? Uh, the, well, they were put them up three zero. They were in overtime like four or five games, I think. Yeah, it's yeah crazy. Yeah. If yeah. they score that, the series yeah. is over. If you think about it. And, who knows? They might win the cup, right? They, they, they went all in, and, and uh, Kirkle, you know, uh, he 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 has the talent. I like he, their he, roster too. It's, yeah, it's a modern they roster. Ha- they it, have, it's a good roster. Yeah. They, they're deep. They have the the team to do it. Yeah. But the thing is, they're playing the teams that every like the team they, that nobody I wants think, to. If, I think against, that's right? the team that suffers the most from this division alignment, right? Yeah, Tampa like, for sure. Or yeah, they because do. they're playing. Uh, well, they would have played Columbus no matter what because they're yeah. one eight. Right? Yeah, the one eight. But, but like, it, no matter what happens, like. The East is very strong, one through eight, mm-hmm. and you're gonna run into these matchups anyways. Mm, for sure, the, the 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 playoff format, you know. Set, well, even this is one versus eight, but even the other series, like 
people in Toronto complaining about Toronto, Boston, yeah. and stuff. So. When are they not complaining over there, man? <laughs> I know, right? Fucking pussies sure. over but there, Again, too, we weren't complaining when we had to play Chicago as a as an eighth seed in 2011, yeah. or when we had to keep playing them to get to the you know to the conference final. We, we got our ass whooped. Toronto's gonna that. Toronto's gonna complain until they they get in anywhere in the in the playoffs. There's no easy format, boys. What we, the, the, the Stanley Cup's hard to win. Yeah, and there's a reason that some teams haven't won for 60 years, and some team like we haven't won for 50. Like it's hard to win. Like you what, have to. What was it you were saying though about the the, the playoff series? The Canucks are gonna win a series before Toronto does. This uh, I'll say it right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I really believe. I don't know if I believe it, but it's a hot take. That's a hot take. It's a man. hot take. I think the Canucks could win a playoff series before the Leafs. That's that insane, Tambier. That'd be that'd be hilarious. Like some Toronto fans would be pretty pissed off about that, right? We should send them this freaking podcast <laughs> right now. Yeah, sure. Um, the they'll, about they'll just start, block though. us all on Twitter like they always do. What do you guys think? Where, where do you think we're picking? Nine. Oh. We're gonna get I'm too excited about this, man. Yeah, I think we got nine. I think. Honestly, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get a, a top three pick here. I, I just uh, I, I want to believe too, man. I'm gonna uh, say two, top three, top two. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get number one, but what I do think we're gonna get a top three, and then it's gonna be an interesting summer before the draft. Well, it changes everything. It changes everything. Just yeah, imagine yeah. they get a Kako or a Hughes, yeah, and then they go after Panarin. So you just no, I'm talking about trading up for number one even. Uh, that could be something that if you're uh, at two, man, no, if we're at one, two, or three, there's a shot. I mean, two. I don't think you move from two, two to you one. Don't, yeah, I think Kako just, fits the team. Kako perfectly. fits the team perfectly too. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, is that it's a marketing for Akalini. It is. It is, and right? th- it, that might be a lure I, for him. I, I think it's more than just marketing, though. Go ahead. What were you gonna say? I think That's it's like a lure starting. for. Uh, oh, we're starting here. Okay. It is starting. Oh, this is this is nerve wracking. Satnam, Vaigru. Satnam, I need my head cover though. Bring him up. Eh? I piss my pants. Holy. <laughs> I pissed three times in my pants already. Jim Benning's here, right? Oh, for sure. Jimbo. They brought Jack Hughes, not Kako? I think Kako is just... I think he's still playing in maybe finished Elite League um, playoffs or something. This kind of makes me think we might get number one, too. Why can't they bring someone else? I hope the fix is in, eh? The fix. The fix. The fix is in. <laughs> Please. Oh, I don't man. even care if it's rigged. I just want to win. <laughs> Legit. The NHL's never going to fix anything for Vancouver, let's be honest. They'll fix another couple of riots. That's what they'll do. The dumbest trade in NHL history right here. Yeah, like, when Colorado made this trade, I immediately thought Colorado robbed both teams. Yeah. They robbed both teams. I was like, dude, what this Sackick waited that long and he got the return. He needed, man. He got what he needed. People were thinking about firing him before. Yeah. Like, this happened, man. Wouldn't it be awesome to have Joe Sackick as your GM? Local guy, too. Wouldn't it be awesome to have Joe Sackick as, on your team? Remember when like when we were like, the, good, the West Coast Express? Yeah. And how many fans wanted Joe Sackick yeah. to play in Vancouver? And it oh just never God. happened. His, his shot was lethal. Oh, so Top lethal. of the circle. And it was it was so, like, like a quick release that you don't even oh, yeah. know it's coming. It was Sackick and yeah. Naslin was the two best first shots in the league, right? Naslin, he was a finesse shot. Like, yeah. Sackick was just like, you, you don't even see it coming it's just like he's coming down the wing and all of a sudden the puck's in the net like what the hell happened the there one i remember most from sakic was uh the olympics when he just oh. ripped it joel sakic <laughs> oh yeah 2002 right 2002 right you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that was fun that was a, f- a crazy squad too yeah, right? Right? on the mu was still yeah, in korea the lemieux pa- uh, like leaving the past that was that's the most iconic i remember watching at your house that was that was awesome um that was awesome. Like that was like my That's first like an yeah. iconic team, right? Yeah, that was an, o- almost as Jimbo, good. Jimbo, let's Jimbo. go. 
Oh yeah, he's ready. He's oh, happy. look at that face. The fix is in. The fix is in. The fix is in. He knew it. Look, he can't even stop smiling. Look, look. Oh no! No, now, now he's the frowning front. now. Now he's frowning. He's just looking at the Anaheim guy. Oh, I, just imagine if Anaheim gets it. That one point. Forget call, Anaheim. Imagine if, if the Oilers get it. No, if, no, if, if Anaheim we, gets it. Yeah, that one. That point. one point yeah, that we yeah. got at the end of the year. But are, like, do you know? Are we really? Are we really gonna sit here and talk about one point here? There's a lot of different situations where one point well, there, no, one point here. Phoenix. You know, people are talking about those games and I wouldn't get being shut out by all these rookie goalies and everything. Like, that guy definitely is not getting the pick. He again. The reason I'm saying that I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna get angry about it, but you know there's certain people that would. I think I might oh, yeah. have to leave Twitter again for it. Twitter, <laughs> like, Twitter. No more bets for you, man. We need you on Twitter. <laughs> we can't let Taj run wild, wild man. <laughs> I think we should stop mentioning his name on here too. <laughs> He's getting a little yeah, too cocky. <laughs> Joe Sakic shows up for Ottawa. Why not? That Colorado's in the best position here, man. Oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. Oh God, so smooth. And we still have to wait how long before the actual picks here. I think it's going to start in like five minutes, man. This They're probably going to go to commercial again, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think You're going to get right into it, eh? Yep. Kako is unreal, man. And this guy's supposed to be sick, too, but he's just so risky for the Canucks, yeah, right? He, he's that, like, no, the contract situation is still... Like, yeah, he's ongoing. no guarantee to come over, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Detroit would take him. He's, he's my drop I candidate. Think, I think if Detroit, Detroit's picking three to like six or whatever... Detroit, Detroit and Ottawa are, are teams that are not looking to, to make an impact next year, right? So they may take the guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, if anybody's a drop candidate, that it's Dylan Colson guy's interesting because I don't is. know much about him. But there's a lot of teams that are high on him and a lot of teams that are who's, low on him. Whose list was that? That was the NHL Central Scouting, or uh? I don't know. Oh man! Oh god, I can't even. Hughes think is probably watching. Quinn is probably watching this right now. Just, just hoping, right? <laughs> this whole I think I think I think Pedersen, Besser, Hughes, Bull. We Stetcher we, are probably just watching this and just hoping, right? Just is uh, PD doing more sake bomb shots or what? <laughs> PD's just <laughs> just imagine, like, like who, who who do you think is going to become a better player, PD or or Jack Hughes? Probably Pedersen. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really hard for me to say anything because I haven't seen enough of Jack Hughes, so I can't comment. But watching uh, Pedersen play, he just looks like a. I, like, I thought you were going a different direction there. I thought you were saying who's gonna, who's going to be a better player, Pedersen or Quinn Hughes? No, well, you can't really compare, well, right? Well, how do you not compare? Because uh, look at a, if he's a Norris caliber defenseman, uh, that's his potential. And well, you look like, at guys if, like if, Scott if, Niedermeyer, if, who you like to compare him to. Yeah. You know, Anaheim doesn't win that cup without I Niedermeyer. The if, Devils if, don't win without Niedermeyer. You know, you look at if different Quinn guys. Quinn Hughes turns out to be near near our type. Yeah. But then Pedersen turns out to be a Forsberg type. Yeah, exactly. They're probably equivalent in their their ceilings at this point. Let's say that. But uh, yeah, I got I heard Jack Hughes. I mean, he's got all the skills, but his foot speed is not as good as Quinn. Or am I saying that wrong? Edges. His edges. Okay. I heard their brother Luke is supposed to be the fastest at all. Yeah, I heard that too. Actually, the youngest one, right? But Mm -hmm. let's get this going. Come on, Jack. Welcome to the Canucks. Let's get that Canucks jersey ready. Oh my god. It's really happening. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> oh, fuck. Who is that guy? It's one of the lawyers guys. <laughs> Francesco's goon. Yo, just imagine <laughs> what if the Oilers win it? If the Oilers I've win it, this- I'm leaving right now. <laughs> I, I gotta go like break some fucking shit here. I'm gonna break this table we have here, man. Fuck. I'm gonna put you through the table time here. <laughs> <laughs> Chokes on. <laughs> Batista fall. <laughs> <laughs> you guys saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fail. Oh, God. Okay, we're going. Oh, okay, we're going. Silence. Hey, good luck, guys. Good luck. Good luck. 
Fuck Jordan. But he's a Montreal fan. Holy fuck, it's happening. We waited all. I'm so glad they bumped it up to eight. That's a brilliant decision. Waiting too long. Way too long. Just, just, yeah. just imagine, just imagine at nine, and they pull a different team up. They're going to be deadly next year if they get Panarin and Bobrovsky. Deep breath. Oh man. Oh, Chicago moved up. Yeah, Chicago moved Chicago's up. Chicago's one of them. Oh shit! Fix is in. The fix is in for Chicago, I think. Eh? Fix is in, boys. Oh god. Oh my god. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Don't do it. Don't do it. We're picking tenth, boys. We're picking tenth. Yeah, we're gonna get tenth. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck off, Tommy. We're we're picking number one. Let's go. Right here, boys. Moment of truth. Number 10's been good for us in terms of uh, luck, so we're not going to lose it here. Oh, fuck! <laughs> fuck! <laughs> Jim Benning's so mad. 10? I was not even 9? Of course, Chicago gets it. So, what does this mean for like, Team Tank? Does that mean like we should have won more games? Are you fucking kidding me? I was not even 9? No, because uh, Chicago's. How many points under? Do we? If 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 it's uh if it's one two like there's no the tank wouldn't have mattered. So here's here's where your uh it really hurts for the tank. No, because Chicago. Thank God. Okay, thank God. Okay, if we're gonna lose, then they, uh, I'm okay with them losing too. Wow. Because there was a there was a big gap. But doesn't matter. Chicago gets Jack Hughes. Fuck man, ten. Chicago. What was their percentage odds anyways? Five. Okay, so that's another that's another winner right there. No, the Rangers just won, eh? The Rangers and the team above them. Buffalo dropped two spots. Or no, no, never mind. No, no, no. The Rangers, they so yeah, dude, that's a fix. So man. The Chicago big, and the, the Rangers. Big American cities just yeah, win. that's a fix. And oh, American so hockey's on the rise already. This is crazy. Batman's got a new TV deal coming up. You know? See, that makes a lot of sense. The ESPN's supposed to take over the NHL. I'm, I'm there, there could be some truth to the fix here, like the New York one and Chicago. If LA, win, LA, if LA wins, it's LA. It's LA. Yeah, no, there you go. That's the it's ultimate LA. fix. Yeah. The ESPN's supposed to take over the NHL. Oh, okay. okay. The fix is still in. Wait. <laughs> That's the that's the LA the Devils LA. then. If LA yeah, Devils are Colorado. It's LA. Yeah, no, there you go. That's yeah, the LA. Devils got the pick. Oh, yeah, the yeah. there the it is. The Devils had so much luck oh, in the lottery. The fix is still in. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, so well, at least uh, Ottawa can breathe easy a little bit, eh? They didn't. Uh, yeah, they drafted what fourth the, yeah. last time too. Right? We yeah. needed Colorado to get four. We can't have like no, no, Colorado that, get that stack. The division would have been stacked for them. Yeah. Okay, so that's all out of the division. That's actually good news for us. But uh, well, Chicago is the one that you're sort of. I hope to get three here. I think the Rangers got Ottawa, one. Ottawa made the right choice. I think. I think New Jersey. I think the. I think the New Jersey or Rangers got it. I'm going Rangers with the number one pick here. You're going Rangers. Well, Chicago is the one that you're sort of. I hope New Jersey just got a first round. New Jersey's gonna. New Jersey's gonna. New Jersey's gonna be. Uh, well, actually, I mean, they're three, so they actually have to move up. So. All three. Well, no, 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 so no, the, no. the Devils have to move up. They're number three right now, so they got to go to the two or one. Jersey just got a first 
So yeah, I think no, you, or yeah. no, no. I think this just guarantees that you're in the top. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. I think New Jersey's tenth man. Dude, you just had to say that like in the be- in the beginning. I knew it was gonna be tenth. Well, when Chicago got it, like. Yeah. More, most often, Did, more like. Has Canucks Twitter crashed yet, or what? I think I don't want to look at it, man. Oh, man. Ray Cheryl, man. He was the one who was laughing his ass off when yeah, they when they showed all the GMs. So maybe he still would. Ray Cheryl, man. Yeah, yeah, he was. Look how happy this guy is. They're not gonna get. They're not gonna get top two here. I, Chicago. They're gonna go three. Cause they're at the lowest percentage, right? Yeah, but you never know. It's like one. Time, I know. Right? I know. I know. I just think I don't. I don't see Chicago getting the top two pick here. Uh, the, get, uh, best case scenario, here. they do not get top two pick Chicago, here. Because go I fucking hate Chicago. <laughs> and you know, our kids is gonna be snapping me fucking cash when he was the best American duo. He was in What's this thing about the leak? People are saying the leak was real. What is this? About? You know, our well, kids just is gonna just be snapping uh, me fucking cat when he was all the way. So Chicago's three. Or so we're, we're, we're picking ten. Yeah, we're ten. So Victor Sorders. Sort, uh, I think uh, we got a couple good candidates. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a lot. I gotta do more scouting, boys. It's wide I open, though. Watch I mean, more video. I think I like more. I like Boldy the most. I do like Boldy. Boldy's the guy I but want. The thing is, he Left might not be there. Huh? He might yeah, not be he might. and he's the not playing next like year either. So you, you, you do don't know what's gonna go on with the teams above you like last year. What if these guys all start taking sentiment? The thing with Thorderstrom here is like the the Swedish scouts in Sweden love him. Like, there's people in Sweden that love him, and he's playing in the SHL as a 17-year-old with men, right? What are his NHL comparables? That's a good question. I have, I have no clue. I just know... 5'11", 176. I, I he could grow another inch. Maybe, maybe yeah. hit six. Yeah, he could. But He can. I'm just saying. The thing with this kid is... Bro, he's bro, playing in Sweden right now. He's playing you can move him. Yeah. You can move. You could bring him to the AHL next year. Yeah. You could bring him to the AHL next yeah, year. Yeah. It's sort of what, uh, um, what uh, Toronto did with uh, Nylander. Yeah. Uh, and then with he Sandin, can, or you can yeah. jump in right away if he has a good camp. And here, I'm yeah. not saying I'm being impatient. Like I don't yeah. think you take the guy that's most NHL ready. Whatever, yeah. he's not NHL ready. Is he a left, sh- left shot or right shot? Right shot. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. actually uh, really really good. Uh, left shot. He's a uh, oh, yeah. Bro, he, left shot. In the junior league. Yeah, he plays in the in the other league, the yeah. one that's a, a tier below. Yeah, but he's ranked higher because he's bigger. Well, some scouts have. I think Soderstrom has jumped up on some other. Well, most Swedish scouts have Soderstrom ahead of uh, Broberg, mm-hmm. but a lot of scouts ha- also have Broberg. Like you I know, Broberg <coughs> just like physically looks six. He's physically like, just. He's apparently he's more offensively uh, yeah. dynamic. The thing with Soderstrom is he hasn't showed a lot of his offense because he's played safe with men. Okay, but what what are his offense? What are his numbers overall? Like, let's say uh, the last couple of seasons. Well, he's playing in the SHL. It's yeah, hard to, th- it's hard to produce sure, in the SHL. Sure, right? but numbers still mean something. Right? Well, so, so right check, let's see what he's got. He doesn't have elite, like great numbers. Like, his offensive numbers aren't great. He's been playing it safe in so, the SHL. So, basically, like, I'll, I'll, so basically I'll he's... he's Darlene. But he's playing a lot of money. Like, yeah, have, have you seen a lot of his uh, highlights and whatnot? No. I, I have. And he, he's... He, 
He's he's smart. he's a he's a, he's a I'm not safe. I'm comparing him to Dowling. I'll compare his numbers. No, but, oh, okay, no, okay, there yeah, was yeah, there a was a Swedish yeah. scout that did p- compare him to Dowling because he was playing a 17 year old in the SHL. But Dowling's a generational know, defenseman. But though, he like, said he, he's looking like Rasmus yeah. Dowling. I'm not saying he's yeah, Rasmus yeah. Dowling. Yeah, yeah. Because he was so, playing big minutes there. Soderstrom, 44 games played, seven four goals, three assists, seven points, minus but eleven. But he's playing. He's playing like almost 20 minutes. I don't want to. I don't want another Yulavi. Like I mean, Yulavi could be great for us, but I just. You're building Dalling, a team. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, 20 points, 41 games. Again, if your Boldy's there, you take the, Boldy. Uh, the thing about the defenseman here at that 10 spot. What was Darlene at? Darlene, uh 21 points. And how many goals? Seven. Or 20 points, seven goals. L- plus four. Not like he had made, He had more points in the NHL this year so than he did in the SHL last year. If we're gonna pick, if we're gonna draft a right right shot defenseman, I mean, I'm looking at the 2020 UFA list here, and we got guys like Dyson Barry available. We got guys like Petrangelo available. I mean, they may maybe uh, re-upped. Barry's gonna go to UFA because they got McCarr now, and and they don't want to they don't want to w- spend all that money on Barry, I believe, and they're gonna let him walk. And he well, could he's be going to UFA next year. Next year, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. So. You know what? I hope it's in the east here. Because if it's in the west, it just cans everything, man. Jack All right, let's see. Let's see the where the the fix ended up here. Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, probably. Yes. Chicago. Best case scenario, boys. Yeah. Best case scenario. This is not a bad thing. It's yeah. go, it's going to be uh, Devils number one, I think. Yeah. After that laugh, man, I think it's Devils. And that guy's been. He can't even conceal it. Good for the Rangers though. Kako could be a really good fit for the organization. So yeah, they, they just. I think Rangers got it. No, uh, that laugh gives it away, man. Ray Cheryl just. <laughs> well, they didn't win that lottery anyways in 2017. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That, they actually won <laughs> a lottery. That's too funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, if they win next year, so then. they do. That then that we, proves that they tell you like you know beforehand. This yeah, is I not live. It's not a live reaction, right? This I don't think so. Yeah, no. He, he, there's no way that guy's like freaking cackling like that if he doesn't know he won. Well, I mean, the Devils are gonna be uh, one step closer now. Yeah, but got, who, who do the Devils really have on the? Well, team, he, right? this one, this pick makes up for Nico Hishier, right? If, yeah. you, if you really think about it, well, he's, he, he's all right. He's, he's all right, exactly. Like, he's he's all right. Like he ain't Pedersen. He ain't Pedersen. And if now, we're comparing to Pedersen, yeah. Then, but like, they got their number one center now. The the Devils do, and, and that's a. Huge, and they have Hishier as number two. As number two, yeah. yeah. But uh, that, that's that's, a, that's good, a big 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 win for these guys. Taylor Hall's probably gonna resign now. Oh, of course not. I thought he was probably gonna go to the UFA next year. Yeah, it was up in the air. But the fact that the Devils really covet this guy, like they 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 appreciate him and and they want him and the organization and it's a lot of love for for a guy who got traded away and and it was a crazy situation out of edmonton and you, you why know, does it take to go to up, go up <laughs> <laughs> from 10 to 1 that's uh, not happening no, you have to no, give no. a lot i think i, I think it's stay I, I, put I, I just yeah. yeah stay put at 10 you think a good player, you know, you, i actually think there's another intriguing option at 10 uh, if you got a guy like you, you you know like we all know it's up in the air i think you could even trade down a bit to uh, get a get a 13 14 and add another pick eh? and uh, yeah you know, and pick then a take co- pick, pick a Stroh and pick a Caulfield uh, you know there could be Luke, a Caulfield is an option at 10 yeah he's an also an option 11 12 13 you know if there there could be you know rumblings on the draft floor where these guys team like, might take him higher though yeah the teams might take anybody higher and if they're not the guy at 10 that we're going to pick we could trade down you know, and, and it, can Jim Benning pull that off? Though I don't know. So now he's we're picking tenth. Yeah, but damn, it sort of like just hits you right away, right? You're just like I you're like I hoping I for. I'm gonna blow out your speakers here. <laughs> Fuck. 
That was crazy, man. I can't believe that we dropped. That's another loss. Another draft lottery loss. Like, can you? Well, I hope we're not in the lottery. Can next you year, even man. fathom yeah. this? Like, unless we somehow get well, a first round pick next. No, year. our lottery our lottery years are over. But and let, let's go back to that list. Uh, did that? Would the tank have helped us? Would the tank have helped? Because Chicago was thirteen. Chicago was twelve. Twelve. So that you know, that's the opposite direction. Yeah, exactly. But then so, New York, so and then New York, and New York was what? What number? Like, let's look at the standings. Rangers were like eight. I think. Let me uh, pull up the standings here real quick. Uh, but at one point, we were below New York. Yeah, we were. We were below all these teams, and then we just started winning games. I got I got my own beefs with the the Tank Nation, the uh, Tank Notion, or Tank Nation, whatever you want to call it. But it's uh, effective though. It's it's if you if you draft it's uh it's not it's hard to say if it's effective or not because there's different ways of looking at it. Sorry, I just need to cough for a second. Like, what really is, like, tanking? Like, are we talking about like, Philadelphia 76ers tanking? Or no. are we, like, talking... Hey, we're just Colorado, lock, Ottawa know, had the best odds, position. and Colorado is picking fourth. So, yeah, tank, t- tank Nation right? Tank Nation wants you to, to... Or, it's divided, actually. There's Tank Nation that has common sense, and then there's Tank Nation that is absolutely ridiculous, where they just yeah. want you to lose games. And... At, you know, getting assets is a part of any rebuild, and so you don't need to con- like associate that with the tank. That's just being smart. I think you know you 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 sell off your assets on a rebuild. Yeah. Uh, whatever and you that's can. That's what we didn't do. Though. Well, we got fucked yeah. at the deadline yeah. though. All our guys that we were gonna sell were fucking injured. Yeah, but I don't so even we got, know if that was no, no, the direction okay, that okay. they were gonna take but anyways. Even yeah. w- even in even saying that, JB still pulled off the best okay. trade of the deadline. The like, the t- he still got Goody uh, Pearson for Goody. Yeah, that, that was the best deal. The thing with rebuilding is. Yeah, you, the, the, t- the the fans want you to tank, right? And the, the best thing about tank is try getting that top five pick. Like, like uh, LA got a top five pick finishing second yes. last, right? Yeah. That's the whole goal of tanking. Yeah, but the one, thing that, the-, the one thing that really pissed people off, including myself, and probably a lot of fans, and probably you too, is that we didn't re- require, I mean, acquire enough picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's we should have. That's problem. the one thing yeah. that really got me with Benning because he was picking, uh, he was picking up players, NHL players then, yeah. in the later rounds, like Godet, Demko, maybe. Madden, well, he does maybe have Wood. nine picks this year, and uh, th- you know that's Again, two additional picks. Uh, they're late, late rounders. Rounder they're late rounders, second, but third, but it's at this point, and and he may still sell some guys off. Like we may sell Sutter, we we may sell Hutton. You yeah. know, we got a lot of these college guys in well, here. Well, gone. I don't see Hudden like, coming back. Like the Rangers. Oh, Hudden, Hudden needs to be qualified, so we can't really. Well, you, you could still get assets for him, but. Like, look at the Rangers. They just got the second overall pick. They got two first rounders. They got three second rounders. Like, yeah, they okay, have a lot so, of things so, that came out of nowhere. Okay, like, so. They were, and they, they have some good so, young talent. Weren't too. they just in the playoffs recently? Yeah. No, but think about the. Okay, so like, you, you, you tank. Like two years ago. You, yeah. you, you, already, they were already ahead of us. They're three years in, and they've already. Obviously, we have like all these assets. But yeah. like these guys are it, just throwing themselves with a bunch of picks, and now they can watch them, watch them be on the rise quick. It's not going to be a five year thing like yeah. we're at. I think the problem gonna, was gonna at be the beginning e- of this rebuild. They didn't want to commit to a rebuild. They were I think like, that's hey, more gonna, ownership. Yeah, it, it, I, I agree. It's hundred percent. It's ownership. They wanted to retool on the fly. They still yep. wanted to. Like they almost did it that year with Verbata. I mean, we had a yeah, but made the play. I don't think Willie that was, D, Willie like, D, we were gonna get whipped. Willie by, D cost us that series. We were Boy gonna did. get whipped by Anaheim, anyways. I right? don't think so. I think we had a team that year. Like that was the Sedin's last hurrah that year. They had seventy they, plus points. Yeah, that next year they but, dropped to sixty. But our second or something. last like, center was Nick Benino. Like the oh, you know, Nick Benino was an impact player the very next year in third, Pittsburgh, right? So, but as a third line, he was an impact player though. Was Malkin as your second line center? I know, I know. I'm not saying we were gonna win the cup, but you know, Anaheim that year, Anaheim you. At that good. point, you got to commit. Anaheim yeah. was a good team that year, dude. Like they were. You had assets. Like they went the, seven games yeah. to Chicago, who won the cup. Yeah. Right, and like 
At, at that Again, point, you got to commit to yeah. the rebuild. You had to. So ownership they, needs to, to make ownership that directive to, clear. That's yeah. for sure. But uh, They want to retool on the fly and yeah. it costs us. So, that's why this rebuild has taken five years. Yeah. Like, it's, well, and, well okay. You, it may take longer. But yeah. te- exactly. te- teams have to go through the ebbs and flow when you transition from one core to the next. And we're talking about four years. Is four years in in the grand scheme of things really a long time? Personally, like, I'm patient. No, but but you look, you look you look at yeah. like look, look at Pittsburgh. They missed a season four seasons in a row before Crosby emerged. Chicago missed the playoffs in nine of ten seasons. Bef- nine of ten I heard it was seasons. Seven years before they took off. Yeah, but before yeah, either way, before yeah, Taze came and Keith made the playoffs. But, for seven yeah, but no, years. it was nine of ten. I just checked it out yeah. last night. L A. The L A. Kings missed the playoffs six years in a row before Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick took over. The Capitals missed in four of five before the Ovechkin. And we're crying over four years. Yeah, no. Get out of here! Like, no, come no. on, this this market. It, it, we're really, you know, it's kind of a, 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 a what do you call it? An, an analogy for the society as, as a whole right now. We're very entitled. Impatient. We're impatient, I, and we we want things right now. I think and nobody wants to do the the hard work okay. or the, the the play the, the the normal waiting game where you have to transition from one mm-hmm. team. Not everybody's gonna be the Detroit, the historic Detroit Red Wings, and go on a crazy run every year Again, and make the playoffs the and, and transition like the, that. But the, the problem isn't with how long it's taking because yeah, people do bring up the five years it's been yeah. five years what the thing you could have sped it up even, yeah. even faster they if they, they actually acquired they, picks yeah and but do we get Pedersen if we do that do we get Hughes if we no, do that I mean is, look at it but if you're glass half full half empty the right? thing is also people are talking about how Jimbo comes in that year when he gets hired and he's talking about how this thing could get uh get fixed quick okay right? yes and, okay and again again that's on ownership we'll stay on that right, right? there fixed quick is like look at us right now four years Later, what's well, five? Five years later, we have hope. We have a core four. I had hope last year, man. And, and I knew if you, Pedersen was going to be good. Yeah, last no, year but that's what I'm saying. Besser we have Demko. We, yeah. you know, we got these guys. We have hope again that we can see the sun on the horizon again. Is that not quick? I mean, looking at the examples of the teams, those power. Like, you want to talk about more teams? But Carolina, but I think Carolina finally made the playoffs after missing nine straight yeah, year, seasons, right? But like, they're stuck in the middle. I think the thing like, was they're those not really. Bring they up. don't have no, the enough but, elite talent but to what, what is and tr- win. What the is turning thing, it around well, quick for the you? Thing like, was, the thing was, you're, you're bringing up these teams that won cups, right? Yeah, I got other teams. Buffalo's currently eight straight out without. But I think Florida's missed twelve of the last fourteen. Arizona's seven straight. I think that whole quick thing was something that Francesco wanted to hear. Yeah. Right, that's what Francesco demanded. And do you, he said, "We want to turn this thing around quick." Do you blame Jim Benning for saying that? No, but no, he's got to have enough guts and say, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta do this properly." And, and they I are doing it properly, like, but they're not getting enough. Like, do you picks, think Jimbo you know? goes into Francesco's office? Yeah. And is like, no, we're not gonna do it this way. I think he's like, "Oh, okay. well, you guys he, read the letters. He's, he's you guys yeah. read the letter and I mean, how he's bringing up patience now." Well, but at the start of the year, he was talking about New Jersey and Colorado but, making yeah. the playoffs. Like, but Jim Benning is, also is, is co- conversating with Aquilini on a weekly basis. I know, and but that's that's and, not and, that's not a bad thing. And would that's you a, would you be surprised if Jim Benning gets canned? He wouldn't. He won't get canned before the draft. He won't get canned before the draft, which is a great thing. It won't be coming from Francesco's mouth. It'll be coming from the new president's. Of course, and that's how that's how Francesco's going to you know protect his reputation. Reputation. Well, I mean, that's yeah. how it works in general. You, yeah. you, when you don't hire a guy, you're you're not inclined to really want to keep him. If he if you have one argument or one directional Again, difference, you're I'm, you're easy, you're gonna can the guy, right? He's not your guy. There's hope. We could all agree. There's hope, 
And there's people that there's think that there's a lot more work to be done. And personally, yes, there is a lot of work to be done. I agree. I think I think they need two more top six wingers and yep. and one winger that's better level and even Pedersen like as that could that could produce as much as those two can, right? Yeah. Yeah. We need one guy that could be as good as they can be, and another guy that and another guy that you know that that guy that that's going to be better level and, Pet- and Pedersen level yeah. needs to be playing with both. And you know what I right? think about that? I think uh, one name I keep bringing up is Nylander. William Nylander. I think he will be available. I think if Boston... Well, yeah. I think if Boston... A lot of guys might be available out of Toronto if they Yeah, lose. I think if Boston what? really pushes Toronto out, like just... Keep uh, going. Yeah, if, I think if uh, Boston really pushes them around, I mm. think Jake Vertanen might be a guy Toronto For might. sure. And if you and look at... They got to really uh, uh, unload some cap for Marner, Kapanen, and Johansson. Mar- Marner, a, Marner is going to be line. knocking on the same door of exactly. uh, Matthew's contract there, And you need there, to man. clear out space. Yeah. So... If yeah. I was Jim Benning, yeah. I I call Kyle Dubas. If they get kicked out by Boston and they look weak, I say, hey, how would you like to save ten million? Take Zaitsev's contract, just eat it up, yeah. and take William Nylander and try to work out a deal with. And if he says no, be like, hey, <laughs> look, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking into oversheeting a couple of your guys. Put that pressure on Toronto. Yeah, but offshoot. Raja, Raja come at a right cost. And exactly. You can't offer Marner. That's wait, hold on. Four first round. Do you think picks, Toronto right? wants? Hey boys, a before, Jake I, wanna, I don't want to break you guys up. Just wait one second. Raja is on the line and he wants to join in the, on the conversation. Okay. Hey Raja. Oh, what's up? What's up, boys? Hey, uh, what a going? great draft lottery, eh? Oh, fuck's sake! <laughs> Tough one for sure. Tambir jinxed it, man. Yeah, came well, out here. We were talking about. We were just talking about. My cousin was just talking about. Nylander for Jake Rattanen type deal where you take Zaitsev contract. Yeah, and I think this could work out. I think if you if Jim Benning goes to Toronto and says, "Hey, look, we, we could offer sheet some of your guys, but instead we're gonna give you an option of actually taking some players back." Mm-hmm. I think uh, there is a kind of a conflict between Dubis and uh, the coach Babcock, Babcock yeah. which was inevitable. Wa- where, yeah, where he it wanted a right shot defenseman to give him Muzzin. Yeah. He wants grit and toughness like Simmons. Mm-hmm. And he brings Nick Patan. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think uh, if they get kicked out, I think there will be a directive that says, hey, okay, we're going to listen to Babcock this time. Uh, we'll, we'll, we have to sign Marner he, still. We still need space for that. Like, ne- the, there's a top is very six, intriguing. There is a top yeah, six from, player from that's probably available. You guys, Jake Patan is going to be a very interesting sort of guy that they could bring in to play in that bottom six for them. I think he's a guy who's, who plays fast, and most, more importantly, he's going to be cheap. Yeah, so when you talk about bringing Zaitsev over to Vancouver, uh, the thing about that is the Canucks do have the cap space, and mm-hmm. it's something that fans have been asking for a long time. Yeah, you got to leverage Jim Benning, space. Leverage it. that space, bring over some bad contracts, and then hopefully bring over an even better asset with that pick. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm not necessarily sure if that's the road that the Canucks saw. I think there's a lot of young players. I see a guy perhaps like, Maybe if the Islanders want a little bit more toughness in their lineup, perhaps an Anthony Beauvillier kind of guy, uh, San Jose's kind of pedal cap, perhaps. Is Andres Lee a UFA? He's a UFA, and he's a... Yeah, I mean, it's an intriguing option for sure, but... uh, you know, at the same time, there's a lot of things that might change in Toronto if they get swept yeah, or, or exactly. beat down by Boston. Not, not just, not just on that roster, the, 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 in the management circle, oh, yeah. too. There, I think, there could I think be some, some it's, it's possible. 
I think I think uh, Nylander is a possibility. Yeah. I think yeah. Kapanen's a possibility. You got to turn I, into see. Some that's the guy. Topics. That's the guy that I'm. I'm looking at. I think you offer Kapanen. Yeah, but Kapanen's playing with. Uh, he's he's, he's he gonna, filled the role that Nylander was exactly. supposed to play. And he's going to be and, uh, at a lower cap hit than Nylander is. But right? he's that's he, why he, Toronto he, might go. They might want to keep him instead of Nylander. But with exactly, with, I yeah. think that's what's going to happen. And, and they they rather not lose a guy to offer sheet. Yeah, like that's not an immediate asset. And they're trying to win. And do you know what the haters are going to say? Do you know what the haters are going to say? They're going to say, well, why didn't you just take Nylander in the 2014 draft? Exactly. But <laughs> like, like, haters got to hate. You can't win, right? Sounds like something yeah. Nam would have said, eh? That's exactly what Where Nam Where is say. that guy? I came here prepared to talk to that guy. <laughs> I'm disappointed, Nam. If you're listening right now, I'm disappointed, man. Hey, Raj, are you hearing anything about, um, are you hearing anything about Jake Fratan and what's going on with him? Because, like, watching that presser yesterday, him and Hutton just laughing and just, you know, all, like, you know, like, did, did, did the way they were like answering the questions, the way they were behaving at the presser, it didn't seem the same as uh, listening to Troy Stetcher or listening to uh, you know Pedersen and Besser and Horvat. Like those guys yeah, just feel I mean, like they're go happy go lucky guys and just don't fit. Like they love to be here and they want to play with the team, but they don't. I, I just doesn't feel right to me. Like the right character guys, well, like the team, not genuine. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a reason why a guy like Troy Stetcher was sitting in the podium with. Horvat and uh, yeah. Brock Besser and Elias Pedersen, right? And yeah. there's a reason why That's a big message. and Hutton were sitting together. Yeah. I think the coach knows. I think the media knows. Uh, the, I don't know necessarily about specifics of Jake Bertanen, but the thing that intrigues me the most about it is when you look at this Canucks team, there's not a whole lot of assets. And Jake Bertanen is a young guy who potentially could score up to 20 goals, but I don't see that happening with the Canucks. So from a Vancouver point of view, he's one of the very little assets you have just with uh, same thing goes for Ben Hutton as well so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because like I said he is one of the very little assets this team has uh, in part of a trade chip I just uh, I hope they don't trade this guy because uh, I mean you, you're talking about bringing in Nylander for Bertanen sure that could be a, a good deal but Bertanen himself I mean let's look at his his potential still I mean he hasn't reached his potential Yeah, and, but- and do you want to see him reach it in Toronto but do I you think want, that's, do you, that's do you want to see yeah, him? We were talking about this. Yeah, do you we want to see yeah, your we guy yeah. reach his potential you, in Toronto and I, then and kick yourself in I, the shins? I think you got to take the risk. This I, management I don't. Group has I, made lateral moves. Well, like what are the you? The last moving? management group made a lot of lateral moves too. I mean, no, a lot but of you have too. to. Look what Calgary did. Look what Calgary did. They went bold. Yeah. Look how much better they are as a team. And 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 look at all the look at these guys that are going well. Kirk O'Lyne too in Columbus. He might be setting the mold for GMs. You know, like. You know, Randy was talking about this himself. He loves what he saw out of the Columbus GM, and that Dale Talon might be following suit. And a lot of these GMs might be going after it now because that's what you need to do. You got to have balls in this league. Yeah. You got to have balls, the and big Jimbo kahunas, has, and, and you got to go after I it. I think you need. Let's be honest. Jimbo hasn't made a ballsy move. I think he's gonna try to make some this year, this summer. And this if he doesn't, gonna he's gonna, gonna be break. gone. He's yeah, that's another question. Do you trust Jimbo to make these moves? Uh, what do you I think, mean, Roger? What do you think? Do you trust Jimbo to make these moves? Is, my question is, has Vancouver ever been in a position to make a ballsy move? You can probably argue that the Jared McCann and Eric Branson deal was probably the most ballsy or the biggest move that Jim Benning has made. But when he talks about ballsy moves, I don't necessarily know if this team is in that position to do so. They're, if you want a good player back, you have to give something up. And that's yeah. either giving up yes. first-round draft picks. Canucks are not in a, in a position to do that. It's uh, you know giving up 
players, perhaps like Bo Horvat is someone who you're going to get back something good for. Vancouver's not going to do that. No. There's certain moves like Chris Tanov and Alex Edler that should have been done, and that's how you can get a good player back. But in terms of you know a quote unquote hockey deal, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that they're going to make anything too bold. Well, this is Jim Benning's last hurrah. Let's be honest, because they've they've already clearly stated they're bringing in a president, and when you bring in a new president. He's the first guy he's Either looking at. Either man is going to go to Detroit. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. Where, but, where Detroit picking? Where, where where did they fall? They they stayed in the same spot. But uh, so six was it six? Yeah, I think there's seven. I think. No, but the thing is, like Jim Benning, his neck is on the line. He knows that, but he's also a hockey guy, and and this is the the benefit of having a, a hockey guy is that you don't necessarily <coughs> make panic moves. You don't do that but because that's against I, the, the the nature of your. Your against your own nature as as one of those old hockey thinking guys. I think he's got to step outside the box. He does have to make a big move, but he's got to leverage the caps. I think that Nylander thing is interesting because if you look at it, Nylander's a better option to play with Bo. Exactly, and and he's he might be an option to play with Pedersen. I think so. I think we got options in the UFA market to to to, to go with Bo. I mean, we got we we got like you know, is Panarin gonna come here? No, not Panarin. Panarin's at this point. At this point, I think Panarin's and he's still he's still out there, but I think he's going he. He's going to Florida, and and uh, the the Quenville connection is a real connection, and you know when he's and also the Bobrovsky was already rumored before Panarin switched agents to Bobrovsky's agent. He was Bobrovsky was a rumor to go to Florida, and then Panarin jumps on board with the same agent. Yeah, but what? And top then now six they just you know, player is going to come to Vancouver. So we, there's yeah, what there, player is going to come here? Okay, well, well, what player? You know, when you when you enter a free agency and period, you overpay for these guys. That's another thing because all these well, guys. Har- Harman Dell was talking about it today on Twitter, and, and, he, I, and I read that. Yeah, I read that, and I you I, can. I, get I don't these think guys for two years. I don't heavy think deals and if you're if you're uh, Andres Lee, yeah, right, you're coming off a whatever twenty something goal season. I think you want to lock up the term. No, I, I think don't think if you're going to uh, UFA, you, Andres, you're Lee, money Andres Lee is a goal scorer though. I mean, you that, yeah, like, but I don't think you bet on yourself. To go to I, I don't know, man. Andres Lee is a goal I scorer. He knows a, he, can, he can score goals. He's twenty eight. He, I, I just saw right now. He's twenty. If you're if you're Andres, is that a retirement age contract? Like I don't think so. No, I think if you give, let's say you give him a two year deal and you give him like he might give him cap. Have you just given him all that money? But you go you go two year term. Right, and then by the time Patterson's contract yeah. comes, so I, I, start I think about that's that. a strategy worth looking into. Yeah. but I don't think it will work. Well, either I way, think these would you, would you be a, with would you be, would you I, be, think, I think these would guys, you be opposed to signing Lee to term for on, on a on a on a you know how long a is term? How long is term five, years? five years. That's like five Louis years? Erickson risky. And, and what Lu- would you rather? L- Anders Lee. Well, like 40, 40 goals, former he 40 goal 30, scorer. He scored 30. No, but 40, scored 40 former 30. 40 goal scorer. Like, like Louis Erickson, what? What was his highest total? Again, 20? Yeah, 30, yeah. You go term. Got, no, did he get 30? I think he got 31. Sometimes players Still, don't No, that's fit. not 40. <laughs> he got 35. Who? Louis. Louis? In Boston. Yeah, yeah he, had, he had a so good year. So you give him that money after he scored 35. Uh, and get, he, uh, he, he milked the, like, a deal. But, okay, I, I, I'm going to do the... Run into I'm going to go back, to, I'm gonna go back to the, I'm gonna go back to the eye test, though. I think two years Watching is better. Watching Louis Erickson play, I, three I, I was choked about that deal. But, you know... Three years max for Andres Lee. I'm not going more than three. You know, exactly. Uh, when you have... But William Nylander yeah. is younger. If yeah. you're going to... No, we're not saying we're not saying Nylander is a bad... Like I'm not saying that he's a great. Yeah, he would be a great pickup. Yeah. But if you don't get, because here's the thing about Nylander, does Kyle Dubis really trade the guy he just went through a and whole that, debacle I, with? I think that's why you took gotta, him all the way down to to it, winter. Though. He he signed him to a, a, a deal finally after it was a huge. I'm kind not of, saying it's available. I'm and saying then he's gonna to trade explore. him. He's gonna flip around and trade him. I don't see Kyle Dubis but doing I, that. I, I don't. Like I said, I don't I think it's. Don't uh, 
I don't think it, it's a done deal or anything. I yeah. just think you got to explore it if you're Vancouver. Oh, for sure. You explore every You got to leverage your cap space to acquire top six talent or a top four defenseman. Roger, I think that what do you think about Andres Lee as an option? I love Andres Lee as a player. Yeah. Uh, my thinking about this is he is not going to, I think, get a short-term deal. Like you said, I think he's going to go long-term, lock it up. He's a proven goal scorer. And any team that is probably going to sign him is more likely a team that's you know contending for the cup. If not now, then they're probably just a couple of pieces away. I see a team probably like Calgary in that mix. They were really after Mark Stone, so they could be a team that's interesting. Uh, I don't know if Vancouver is necessarily the team that's going to look for uh, a guy like Andrew Lee. I think Harmon's theory on locking up, but only, sorry, only signing two years deals yeah. really does make sense because, like he said, lots of cap space. Maybe an older guy like Matt Zuccarello could yeah. work out. I'm a big fan of Ryan Dezingle. He might not be a short-term deal, but again, he's a, in that 26, uh, 26 to 27 age group, and I think he can fit in That's well another bear to you, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, uh, uh, Andrew Lee, uh, I like it. I like him as a player. I just don't see him signing for you. Yeah, like Lee's turning 29, it, right? It, it, the yeah. thing about players, though, I mean, these guys... Like, if you sign him to a five-six year deal... But if you, like, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you throw that much... Like, say, say Anders Lee, you know, he's looking at two contracts. He's got a, he's got a five-year deal for, for six million, or even the Louis Erickson contract. Say, six million six times, times six, six right? right. <laughs> and then another team comes out and said, here's, here's 12 million for two years. You know, or here's just 14 million. 12 million per? Uh, no, here's, here's 14 million, six, seven million a year, or 7.5 million, eight, even 8 million a year for two years. Yeah. So let's just go with that that example. 16 million for two years versus 36 over six. Yeah. But if you're, Is looking, that not if you're the something agent that he or the considers, player, you're saying you're, you're throwing away 20 million in guaranteed money. You but might get all, it back, but, but if you, you score 10 goals. You might goals, get it back. You said it. You, you might get it back. Yeah, but this At is age this 30. Is, is he really going to fall off? This the is UFA. You don't know if you're going to come in and play with Besser and Pedersen the whole year. Yeah. Oh, but if you don't play with Pedersen, you got Horbat. Yeah, but you're not guaranteed that. He's Look got, at Louis Erickson. He's got he two. He was promised to play with the Serenes. Yeah, I don't he think play, he, he didn't. Well, work he didn't out. play enough. Well, I mean, with the he did. He did. He, well, he did Willie, Willie did. Willie did start playing him with uh, who was it? Brandon Sutter a little bit. Yeah, so. go, go, like, but back to Louis though, he never passed the eye test for me, and that's the thing about him versus slow, Anders Lee. Like when I saw him in, in even Boston, all those like he's I got a lot in front he, of the net. Yeah, he never. Yeah. He never. That's his game. Though, yeah, but right? he never passed the eye test as like a guy who is going to make an impact. He was just going to be a role player on that line. He we were looking for like the next Bros, but Bros. His career arc, he did it himself. He he like worked hard at his but craft. I think this is like a different argument. Like we're talking about. Well, Lee Anders Erickson, Lee does pass the eye test in that regard. He's a hardworking guy. He he's the kind so, of guy. Okay. If you're saying if if two years eight million per is on, on the table, I say go for it. Yeah. But I'm I'm not gonna say like hey sign this guy to a six year deal. No, no I, I think no, right. I think I don't really that's what I don't I'm want saying. A six year. Yeah, that's three, what I'm saying. I think three is max. I'd go with. Lee. <sighs> yeah, like. I, I don't like three years. years to that point, like, I, I might go five Lee, if they can bring it down. If they I don't can bring think it Lee's going like to be on the table. Five. Is what I'm saying. I think he's going to lock well, up a long term deal. He's turning 29. Like, is, it's not it, like are he's the Islanders going to resign him? Uh, apparently, uh, Lou wants him back. Lamorello. Yeah, that's what I've well, heard. Because Lou Lamorello is a smart guy. That's yeah. why. Like Elliot, Elliot Friedman said, they want to lock up because Brock Nelson. They're sort of in a similar situation as he's their captain, right? So like, who did Lee play with this year? I think he played with. Uh, he didn't play with Barzal. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So there's an option for him I think too. Bully, whatever his name, Bovillier, Anthony Bovillier, yeah, yeah. Hey, Raja, it was nice having you on here. Um, yeah, thanks. Joining the both. conversation. Sucks that we we're picking tenth, but you know, we didn't pray. Ha- we didn't pray hard enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, boys. I, I'm still confident we'll get a good pick. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for being uh, on the show, guys. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. 
Yeah. Well, what about Jeff Skinner? See, now that's a that's tough a They just fired their coach. Do you like, think a guy like him is ready to learn a new system, get used to a He's whole? wanting $10 million, right? Yeah. But so like, are you willing to pay that money? And, the thing and Jack Eichel seems to be a bit of a coach killer too, right? And so yeah. does that mean he's a, is Jack is he the Eichel best the kind problem? of line mate, best friend? I think Jack Eichel's the problem. Well, uh, he, I think no, Buffalo, he's a great the culture player, is the I mean, problem. Yeah, maybe. The culture in Buffalo is the yeah. problem. Like, but going know. back to the fact that, that he's going to have to, you know, a new system, new coach, and he could be... Jeff Skinner's a little... Again, he's, he's at that age where he wants to get into the playoffs. Those guys that are 28, 29 scare me. I, I, that's just what it is. I, yeah. Again, I'd rather look into a trade. No, but listen, Skinner could be that... Like, uh, like eight, A lot eight, of these teams are going to have some problems. Like Vegas is going to have a problem. Tampa's going to have a problem. They got to resign point. Like, is JT Miller a guy you Tampa's look at? Tampa's about to lose a lot of lot of guys. Exactly. Like, you know, they got Coburn. Like, they got... Uh, you gotta, if you're uh, Vancouver, you got to leverage your cap space and get Girardi, they got a lot of guys that they're going like, to lose. Uh, like I said, we'll be they need two legit top six wingers Cedric and one, Paquette, one winger that could be Besser Pedersen level. Yeah. And I, that's just how it is. My, and then they need two two top Yeah. Top my, my, my take you on know? the Canucks is we need a you know like taking a line from the Kill Bill movies a five yeah. five got, point finger heart exploding technique. You you know, we need five different Sutter. players. When like, you, when you look we need, we need a we need a number one left winger on the top line. We need another top six winger on the second line. We need a number we need a number one right hand defenseman. Mm-hmm. We need a number one left hand defenseman. Then Hughes is the one who can step into that role, yeah. obviously. And Yolevi will be I think and he'll then the second pair. We need a a a perfect like a middle six guy who can do it all. Who can who can kill penalties, who can like jump that. No, we don't have that's Tetcher. Tanner Pearson is the guy that we have. Yeah. That's it. Who yeah, else is that guy? Well, Who else is that guy? Vertanen is not Levo that guy yet. Yeah. Levo might be, but he's like you know you he were tailed talking, off. He tailed he, he off. Tailed and off, but he's he's, still he's, good a, he's a he's a middling six guy. You know, like exactly. But so but that's, but the only guy that we have is if people say we have a lot of those guys. No, we have a lot of junk. We have yeah, a lot of do. fat. We do. We don't have a lot of these key guys that can step into your lineup and, so and play you, on any line and contribute on I a nightly you, basis. I think you have a third line that's sheltered because uh, like with Godet and you bring a guy like Godet needs to take a step this year. Levo and Berchi, that's, that's huge. I'd rather see Godet and Vertanen form a combination. Down. Again, Vertanen's a hard person to gain chemistry with. Yeah, he is he, one of the. He just ho- does he what he wants. Yeah, he, he tries. To, he tries does. to do too much. On no, the ice not, he's not he trying to do does too much. much. No, he does. He, no, he does he, his he, role he, and he gets yeah. off. No, that's all he, he does. I've seen like, him down the stretch. I've seen him like when after he got injured and he came back. You see flashes, man. No, but it's not even flashes. It's kind of frustrating flashes. Like I see this guy. He's kind of playing around with the puck and he's not distributing it. Yeah, and he's not like, he's, he's not, not a putting it on net. He's not driving plays for he's, other teammates. It's like Pavel Barber got into his head last year. Like you know, like, do all these <laughs> little deeks and no, dangles, man. But he doesn't go to the net enough. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He's, he's kind of like you see McDavid, and he's going full speed to the yeah. net. I know McDavid's yeah, McDavid, yeah. and he's another level. But, but Jake has speed. I still believe and he doesn't in go Jake, to the net. Another, I still, I still believe like David. Like another guy. I think like he can take Brady to Chuck. Right, the guy's a rookie, and he scored twenty two goals. Like. He's not. Uh, Vertanen's much faster than Brady to Chuck. Yeah. Right? When you, when you but play on Brady's the- goals are all around the net. And when I look at a guy like that, like you gotta, you gotta. His hands are slow, man. The, the defenseman just picked the puck off off his stick all the time. Vertanen. Oh, Vertanen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, his hands are like even yeah. though he worked with Pavel Barber. Uh, uh, no, but I you think, can I notice think that, his hands. I think that hurt slow. him. I, I think working with Barber hurt him. Really? It's, it's not his game. I don't what know. do you think his game is? I mean, I wanted career, his, I wanted his high in goals and points. No, no, but I wanted his game to mimic more of like a captain and you know, like just a fly, guy who he just, doesn't you, have enough skill. to... No, but he's got the speed. Captain. He does to to score off the rush. 
You don't need to dangle That's when you it. score he off the rush. Do, he can't find you don't need to be dangling anyone. like Pavel Barber teaches you. He keeps shooting you. from 30 feet You gotta feet take that puck and you gotta protect the puck. Use your body. Fly down the wing. Op- get into that shooting position and put the puck on net. And that's what I wanted Vertanen to do this year. I think we're going to go on to uh, our Byram interview. Roger Shurgill here alongside Ryan Leehal on the SCT show, joined by Vancouver Giants prospect Bowen Byram. Bowen, thank you so much for doing this. How are you? Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Bowen, uh, obviously you're having a tremendous season with the Vancouver Giants, uh, and, and not just you, your entire group over there, Davis Kosh, Justin Sordiff, the goaltenders obviously having themselves such a remarkable season. Uh, is it really a testament to how you guys are off the ice and, and how, how that's translating to your on-ice play? Yeah, um, I think it's a big testament to our coaching staff. Uh, they've, they've come in and... Uh, really preached hard work to us uh, since day one. So I think um, everything's just starting to pay off a bit. I mean, we we work hard on the ice, off the ice every day. So um, I believe that uh, hard work pays off. So I think it's starting to pay off a bit for us. Hey, Bowen, it's uh, Ryan here. Speaking of that hard work, um, you're having an offensive explosion this season. You lead the uh, WHL in goals by a defenseman. Uh, How much credit can you maybe give to your uh, head coaching staff in terms of, uh, I guess, working with you between this year and last year uh, for that uh, offensive uh, output? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think a lot of it's just got to do with confidence and uh, being a year older, stronger, whatnot. But um, yeah, also guys guys around me are finding me a lot. Um, I seem to be seem to be getting to the net well so um it's it's been going pretty good uh obviously the the most important thing to me though is just is winning games so so whenever i can help to uh help to win games uh i'm 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 excited to do so and i'm happy to do so so um yeah i'm just excited that we're we're playing well and winning uh, you talk about winning games, and you've obviously done your fair share uh, in, in helping that by scoring a lot of goals, but how is your game defensively from that point of view? I know that the way that the NHL is trending uh, is more of that up upbeat style, especially from the back end, contributing points on the power play, getting the, the puck up the ice, but from a defensive point of view, what can we expect from your game? Uh, I think I'm pretty sound defensively. I, I take care of my own end before I jump it in the offense. So um, that's something that I, I've been working on a lot in my last couple of years of, of playing. Um, it's it's something that's that's very important. Obviously, you got to be able to make plays, but you also got to be able to uh, shut down shut down the other team, keep the puck out of your net. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that our, our coaching staff keys in on. I mean, we're we're a pretty defensive team. Uh, we're, we're not about cheating for offense or anything. So uh, take care of our own zone first, and then the, the rest will figure itself out. Is there one defenseman that you maybe uh, have tried to model your game after or just one defenseman that you've always kind of looked up to as a kid uh, growing up? Um, I'm not so sure as a kid, but lately I've been watching Morgan Riley a lot. Um, I say that we probably play a bit like each other. Um, he's, he's having a great year, so it's been fun to watch. But yeah, definitely Morgan Riley is a guy that I try to uh, try to take things from his game to implement into mine. And well, speaking of Morgan Riley, he's having a great season as well. Another uh, local uh, BC boy. I know you're from uh, Cranbrook as well. Um, is there maybe any part of you that maybe wants to get drafted in Vancouver, or is that something you even think about? Um, to be quite honest, it, it doesn't really even cross my mind. Uh, Whatever happens will happen. That, that that part is out of my control. So I just gotta I just gotta work hard, um, and uh, and like I said, try try to play my best to help to help the Giants win games. 
So, you know, obviously the draft, not too far away anymore. Um, the, it's obviously here in Vancouver as well. Um, are, are you, and maybe not just you, but perhaps people that are draft eligible this year or coming up uh, maybe in a couple of years from now, how closely are you monitoring those rankings? Um, well, I don't see, I don't really tend to look quite often. Um, usually I'll, I'll hear from a buddy, a teammate or whatever saying, Oh, blah, blah, blah. This is what the rankings were. But uh, I, don't, I don't really pay attention to that. I mean, it's, it's all outside noise that it's just distraction. So, so I don't really feel the need to, uh, to, to pay too close of attention to that kind of stuff. Bowen, uh, talk a little bit about your teammates. I think Davis Kosh has done absolutely tremendous this year, uh, and including Justin Sordiff as well, a young kid coming up to the WHL, being able to play those minutes. How have they helped you in your uh, transition this year to uh, another year of uh, Major Junior here? Um, yeah, I mean, having Davis on our team is is huge. Uh, he's a he's a smart player and he contributes to the offense well. So, um, having him is always nice. I mean, we seem to find each other a bit on the ice, so it's always nice. Um, having a guy that you get a bit of chemistry with and then, um, Justin, yeah, he's a 16 year old kid. He's having a, he's having a great year so far. Uh, he, he works extremely hard. So, um, it's good to see him have success, but I think, uh, as much as much as we're having people on our team that are having individual success at all, it all starts with, uh, the team and teamwork and playing as five. Um, Mike Dick has always has always said that if the team does well, that your personal accolades will as well. So um, everyone's everyone's dialed in and just uh, worried about uh, helping Vancouver Giants win games. You're listening to the SCT Show. I'm Roger Shergill, Ryan Lee Hall alongside me. Uh, we're talking to Bowen Byron, Vancouver Giants defenseman here, draft eligible for the 2019 draft, of course, here in Vancouver. Bowen, with a guy like Justin Zordoff, who's so young, and, and a lot of other Vancouver Giants players that have passed through this team this season, uh, do you see yourself taking a little bit more of a mentor role for younger players? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still a young guy, too. I'm only 17, my second year in the league, but... Um... Yeah, I definitely think uh, as you get older, um, for sure, the years to come that you're always trying to to help uh, the younger guys out. Um, I mean, it's it's not easy playing playing in the Western League, going through school and all that. So uh, they're they're definitely in a tough spot. But yeah, um, having Justin around's been fun. He's a lively guy. He loves to uh, he loves to chat and whatnot. So we we've grown pretty close. But um, yeah, for sure, it's definitely something that uh, I I try to do not. Not um not too much, but just any little pointers here, or any conference boosters or anything. I try to I try to help them out with. Yeah, you definitely are still a young player, only a 17 years old. I know you do now hold the record for most points by a defenseman in a single game in Giants uh, history, helping to well, I guess break that record that was held by I believe guys like Jonathan Blum, Kevin Connaughton. What does it mean for you to uh, have that record? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, it, it's funny how the game works sometimes. Uh, the puck's bouncing for you and at night and everything you touch seems to find its way in the net. So um, that just happened to be uh, one of those nights, uh, a big win against Kamloops. So it was, it was fun. Uh, the, the Giants this season, they have, I guess, kind of run away with the uh, BC division. You could say, uh, how far can this team go in uh, this year's playoffs? Well, I think we all have, we all have the confidence in ourselves and in our group that, uh, we're just as good as anybody in the league. Um, I think we we games that we're kind of putting together here. Um, but yeah, every, everyone's got the most the the most uh, confidence. 
everybody's buying in and, and playing hard. So whenever you get that happening, there's always there's always um, a chance that anything can happen. Like, uh, but um, for sure, we're we're uh, not happy with anything less than uh, winning the Western League this year. Uh, Bowen, uh, final one here for you. The Vancouver Giants obviously clinching that playoff spot. Such a fantastic season this team has had. Uh, when you look at your team going into the playoffs, what kind of uh, matchups are you expecting for the postseason? I know play changes a little bit there. gets Things get a little bit physical. Would you say your team, from that point of view, uh, is ready for the challenge? Yeah, for sure. I think we're we're a deep team. We don't really have anybody that totally stands out on their own, but um, we've got we've got a lot of depth, and that that definitely uh, that's that definitely comes to our advantage in the playoffs. Um, it's it's physical hockey, it's fast hockey, it's it's very competitive, obviously, because everyone wants to win. So um, I definitely think we have a group of guys that are that are gritty and hard nosed and willing to go to dirty areas and and pay the price to uh, score goals, and and that results in winning games. So. Um, It'll, it'll be a fun ride. Hey, Bowen, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we appreciate your time and look forward to seeing you uh, later on in Vancouver at Rogers Arena for the NHL Draft. Okay, sweet, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good one. That is Bowen Barham here on the SCT Show. So uh, that was Bowen Barham. Some interesting things that he said. You know, He's going to be up there at probably not where we're picking, but I think a, guy, a team like LA might take him. Maybe Detroit gets him. You mm-hmm. know, like I think... It sort of sucks that we're not going to be able to, you know, get a guy like him or even, you know, like pick in the top three. But who do you think is going to be there at 10? Like, let's, like, I've already talked about Victor Soderstrom. Maybe Matthew Boldy's there. Yeah, I mean, Boldy's the guy that I, I like. He's that left winger. A lot depends on it. But uh, honestly, if we're in this position at 10, you know, I think Caulfield's a gamble we should take. You think so? I think we got He is a, He is elite. Like just watching him, his play, he's got a shot. Level, his skill level. That's the thing. Like, Isn't he like five six though? That's the thing. Doesn't That's matter, the thing. Man. I don't think it the matters. The NHL's transitioning now, and the, the, I don't the, think it's mattered. But like, it's risky. Like, how many guys do we have like that? This this year's the playoffs, skilled guys. This not year, five six. This yeah, year's playoffs is going to say a lot so. about these young skilled small or these young small or like small and skilled guys. Yeah, Tampa's because the Washington team was in the a league. heavy. They were heavy. Tampa's the smallest team in the league. That's why. That's exactly what I mean. We're going to see a lot. Tampa's the smallest team in the league, and, and that's also why maybe they get bullied out of the playoffs by Columbus. Yeah. Maybe. So we're going to see a lot. Can these small guys but Tampa's got a actually defense. make a difference in the playoffs? Hey, Martin St. Louis has a cup. Patty Kane has a cup. Martin St. Louis is a is a <laughs> rare guys, one. A rare. Like, Patty Kane's a first like, overall. When, when you got when you well, got when Cole, you have tree Cole, trunk legs. Cole Caulfield. <laughs> Cole Caulfield broke Phil Kessel's record for yeah. U.S. development goals, like program goals. So like, if you're at ten, you want Caulfield. He's an option, you know. Talk, I, th- I, th- I think you see what's available. If it's Soderstrom, Caulfield, if, if and Boldy, Boldy, I'm taking yeah. Boldy. If Boldy's yeah. there, yeah, uh, I think. Boldy's and then Soderstrom the and Caulfield is a it's a it's a difference. It depends. If you want to go for high end like talent, if you want to go for elite talent, yeah. you take the risk on Caulfield. If, if, but if you want to go with the floor, like yeah. what's the safest floor? Soderstrom. If, Pozo- if Pozolkin drops, if Pozolkin drops, which he may very well because of his contract, I don't yeah. think he's gonna get picked later than eight. Yeah, let's let's say he's much. there at ten. Let's Detroit. Eight, Detroit will take a, him. Yeah, but a, a team like a like a team that you know that has luck with Russian players will take him. Like Detroit, just like take a strong him. management team, right? Is that I don't know, man. Like, it's well, a, let's just say he's there. We're at ten. Pozolkin's available. Bolton. I take you him. Take man. him. You, you take, take him. him. You have to. Best player available. The yeah. thing, the that's thing a, that's is, like the biggest thing, right? Well, the thing is, he the way we've too, treated right? Goldie, yeah. the way we treated Triamkin, that's a. Well, see, here's the thing about Goldie, though. Have we really treated. Look, Goldie himself is happy to be here. Yeah. So does that mean we've treated that's him bad? That's because he's growing with the core. I hate and he that likes narrative it. that we, yeah. we treat Russians bad. Triamkin. 
No, could, I'm not saying no, but I don't think we do, but there no, could Triankin be outside could not perception, speak English. You know? Like, let's be honest. The guy could not speak English. He was like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. The team sucks. Willie's fucking tank commander. I don't want to play with this for this guy. So he booked and it. Now but, he's trying but, to make his case. But now he's <laughs> now he's following the Canucks and he's watching and he's commenting and and he's you know, he's like oh, Quinn Hughes, he saw that. And his agent's talking about how he could be a good fit for Quinn Hughes. So is that do we really treat Russians bad or is that a false narrative that the salty I don't want to say it, but the salty network and all these guys kind of you know, put out there. I don't know. Again, like I said, I think I would take him and risk waiting two years too, and risk waiting for. If I think it matters of like who's on your team too, right? Yeah. If like if Paul Colson sees like, hey, this team's right on the edge of becoming a good team. Yeah. Of course, I think he will sign and he'll come over again. Uh, if, the, he, the if he ends up in like, uh, yeah, like Arizona, like not to rip on Arizona that much, but like. When it, they haven't been like a successful team for the past, like, yeah, that's a team. Years, I got right? a lot of teams like Buffalo, Arizona. I think it matters for the situation for them too, right? That's why a lot of teams are kind of like questioning whether to take them or not. Attends a weird spot because there's a lot of players that are going to be taken that yeah. you probably wanted. I think, <laughs> like, like, I think Turcotte is a good player too. But like, again, Turcotte is the kind of guy. Yeah, he's, he's going to go early. He's going to go early. Yeah, and uh, he's almost top five. And that's, yeah. That's the guy I kind of wanted. Yeah. Because he's so fast and he's so... He would have been an option at three for us. I think at three, if we were picking three, he would have been a guy I would have been like, you know, you might take, you know, Byram or him. He would have been one of the two guys I would have wanted. Again, I trust Judd. Yeah. And if he thinks that Cole Caulfield is elite and he could actually come into NHL and score goals, take him. Mm Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind a Debrink-type kind of player on my team. And, you know? and, and these guys are hearing the same thing that, you know, the league is getting smaller, the league is getting faster, younger, you know, all these things. They're not, you know, devoid of these facts. And they, and, and, and people are calling them out like, oh, the, they're, they're Jim Benning's and the old boys club is is looking at size. And so you, you don't think these guys hear the, the same notion? And, and so... Can uh, a doc draft? I mean, can a, can a doc drop? I heard a lot oh, of like Dak. Yeah, Dak. I don't Dak, think so. Dak. Oh man, if he if he's there, <laughs> take that guy, man. I think like some comparisons Holy. have him as uh, Shifley. Yeah. 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 No, that's exactly that's exactly that's what I said yesterday. <laughs> he looks like a Shifley. Damn, I, the, the draft is so unpredictable, man. Like, I'm a, a lot of people like to hit on and Benning and, and all this stuff. But the tenth pick. Man, but man, think about that's a, like we're Jim Benning. Seven, Jim five, Benning is gonna make a good pick 10. here, and he, he 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 on on more occasions than not in the draft history. Benning, he, he hits it. And, you know, looking at his, you know, his worst year was the Ulevi year, 2016, right? But that was the worst year for, in the entire draft. In that year, 20 players have played out of the whole draft, out of 211 players in 2016, only 20 players have played more than 50 plus But do you know who else was in that draft, though? Charlie McAvoy? No, but, but did, you, did you hear that? Out of the entire draft. Isn't he out like, of the entire draft? Only 20 players out of 211 have had 50 games or more in the NHL, 2016 draft. So that was a shitty draft, right? You want to go down the list, like, you know, Benning's always been above the average in terms of the number of players that have made it per team. You know, in 2015, 43 out of 211 players have 50-plus games in NHL, and JB has three of them on his team. The average there is 1.43 per team, right? In 2017, nine out of 211 players, it's, you know, it's getting closer to this era, but Nine out of a 211 have 50 plus games. Jim Benning's already got one of those guys. That's 0.04 percent yeah, per team. The so more he, closer you get to the year, the yeah, more yeah. or less players. But he yeah, still but like, he still has those impact guys. Even this year, 2000 or last uh, 2018 draft, only four guys out of of 211 have played 50 just plus to play games. Devil's advocate, yeah, right? In the in Yulevi's draft, he's the only guy in the top 17 to not play an NHL game. Sure, yet. but he would have played this year. 
Yeah, I agree. You would have played fifty plus this year. A fact is a fact. Yeah, but injuries is that's the reason. Yeah, exactly. So it is what it is. To be to be devil's advocate to your devil's advocacy, that's the reason he's done. Yeah, you know that injury screwed him, right? So. Yeah, well, you know, it's going to be interesting to see who it's we gonna take. It's going to be a fun summer. It's going to be it's definitely going to be fun. And it's the most interesting summer. It is it's definitely wild, for yeah. Jimbo. Shitty day today, but the wildest summer coming up. I'll spin it in a positive way. I think you could get a good player at 10. You know, Caulfield could be there, and he just broke Phil Kessel's record in the U.S. Yeah. development program. So just think about that, right? We're going to get, um, get a good player at 10. That's Yeah, that's I a think fact. that's a, we're going to wrap it up here. And it was nice having you two on the pod and filling in for Nam stats. <laughs> and no, thanks for having me. That's <laughs> yeah, a, for sure. Really appreciate it. Yeah, um, yeah, and we're gonna sign off. Had here. a lot of fun. Yeah.